We are six weeks into this NFL season, so it's time to give out some grades. Time to put together a report card for the position groups of the Indianapolis Colts and the coaching staff. So we're going to do that. We're going to talk about Carson Wentz because the injury news is not good for Carson Wentz as it uh, affects the Indianapolis Colts. Colts have a conditional third-round pick that they are going to get from the commanders in exchange for Wentz in the 2023 draft. How does his inavailability over the next few weeks affect that draft choice? We'll talk about it. Practice squad moves made for the Colts. That's interesting to an extent, I guess. It's like the agate. Every sports section, you got to have the agate. So we've got the ag- agate. Found out a few minutes ago about those moves. Uh, the Pacers, they are ready for the season opener. I went down to practice today. We talked to uh, Rick Carlisle. We talked to James Johnson. We talked to Chris Duarte. Fun to go down there. Not a lot of people covering the Pacers. So it's really, I mean, it's kind of like, it's the Pacers staff and then three or four guys. And, and uh, so I was down there today, found some things out about Rick Carlisle. <laughs> Rick Carlisle just makes me laugh all the time. He is cranky. Always, always cranky. Never in a good mood, Rick Carlisle. Maybe he's got reason not to be in a good mood. If you're the coach of the Pacers and you want to win games right to hell now, I think it's a tall order for the Pacers to win more than they're going to lose they got guys that they're going to deal. Buddy Heald is going to be gone. Miles Turner is going to be gone. That's just the way it is. They are in full-on rebuild mode. Uh, Robbie Anderson, we saw his little dust-up with his uh, position coach for the Carolina Panthers. The head coach said, get the hell off the field. Are you out of your mind? Then they traded him to the Cardinals. We'll talk about that. And the Titans are going to build a dome stadium in Nashville And with every additional stadium that is built for an NFL team, the Colts deal, and the city of Indianapolis' deal to build Lucas Oil Stadium looks better and better and better and better. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now for Monday, October 17th, 2022, brought to you by the great people at BUSR. You go to busr.com slash Kent. You deposit a hundred bucks or more, you get twenty-five bucks in free casino chips that you can use to play slots, play blackjack, play craps, whatever you want. That initial deposit of a hundred or more, you get the twenty-five bucks. And you want to play? You want to get in on some sports wagering? You can do that too. Excellent deals at busr.com/kent. All right. Uh, Hit the subscribe button. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Ring the bell so you get uh, an alert every time we go live, which is twice every weekday. And then immediately after the Colts either win or lose, we'll also do one immediately after the IU Hoosiers win or lose. That's basketball, football. How depressing would that be every Saturday? Well, we lost again. They're going to play at Rutgers this week. Good luck to the Hoosiers. We hope for a win. We always hope for the best and fear the worst. That is the plight of an Indiana Hoosier football fan. Basketball, a little bit different. We're getting a little bit. We're starting to feel the arrogance of the past. Visit us. And that's nice. It is colder than hell out here. I got to tell you the truth. But I'm still out here because in two months, this would be balmy. All right? So we're going to enjoy whatever this is because the alternative is just going to be miserable. We know it. We've been through winter before. 
need to stop bitching about it, right? Come on. All right. Uh, we'll go to Carson Wentz first. He's out four to six weeks. Now, this is important. If he's out four weeks, like the, the line of demarcation, the number of snaps he needs to take by percentage of Washington's offensive snaps is 70% or better for the Colts to get a second-round pick instead of a third. If he's under 70, they get a third-round pick in exchange for Wentz. So, four to six weeks is really, really important. If he's back in four, four, four games in a 17-game season is under 25%. Six games in a 17-game season is over 33%. So, how quickly that hand heals is going to have a lot to do with a draft pick that the Colts are going to get. If I'm Ron Rivera and I'm the Washington Commanders, I'm not hustling his ass back because they're going nowhere fast. Why give up a two instead of a three? Am I right? I am right. You can take it to the bank. All right, let's give some uh, grades for Colts position groups. Quarterback, Matt Ryan. Look, Matt Ryan's three, two, and one. As a, it, it's his record as a starting quarterback for the Colts. So he gets a C-plus. That's a C-plus number. Quarterbacks are graded by their record. That's just the way it works. 3-2-1, that's a C-plus. Now, look, yesterday you, you could have goosed that maybe to a B-minus, right? Because yesterday was pretty good. He was clean. But you got to remember, look, zero fumbles, zero picks, zero sacks. Really, really nice on a week six Sunday. However, in the previous five weeks, he had 11 fumbles, seven picks, and 21 sacks against him. Now, part of the fault for that is the offensive line, so it's not fair to visit it all on Matt Ryan. However, you know what? That's the way football is. We're grading position groups. You have to kind of earmark some responsibilities to somebody in this. It can't just be, hey, all 11 guys determine the fortune of every play if you're going to give grades to position groups. All right? Uh, Running backs. Jonathan Taylor has been disappointing really more than in any other way through his absence. Right? Absence makes a heart grow fonder, but it doesn't make the stat line bulge. And so you've got Jonathan Taylor as a disappointment. Naheem Hines has been disappointing. Look, I thought with Naheem Hines, he had a chance. If you were going to own him as a fantasy guy, and Frank Reich said this, you know, if I'm a fantasy owner, I go get, I draft Naheem Hines. Not so far, you don't. Now, Deion Jackson was really good yesterday. A lot of points for Deion Jackson yesterday. Scored a touchdown rushing. Had 10 catches for 79 yards. That's 10 points, 7.9 points. So you're already into the 20s from a fantasy perspective just for yesterday. We're not talking about fantasy football. We're talking about real football. But it does convert into what was yesterday a player of great value for the Colts. So the running backs, they get a C. The offensive line, look, we have have several different kinds of ways to grade them. Dennis Kelly at, at the left tackle is one way. Matt Pryor at left tackle is another way. Matt Pryor at right guard is a completely different way. Bernard Ryman at left tackle. Yesterday, primarily it was Kelly, and that offensive line did a really good job, in part because the scheme made sense. Finally, dink, 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 short passing game. 
crossing routes. Really, really good. 42 completions yesterday for Matt Ryan. That's a franchise record for the Colts. That's how you operate an offense with a leaky offensive line. That's what you do. So that offensive line, you know what, I give it a C-. minus. i got to tell you the truth. I don't think anybody has really like stood out and said, I'm great. I'm worth $20 million. Nobody's done that this year. Hello, Quentin. Don't want to anger Quentin. Of all the people on the Colts, he is the guy I want to anger least because I think he is the guy who is always closest to being angry. Don't need to push him over the edge. Uh, wide receivers, I give him a C plus. It might be a little bit harsh, but they're three deep and that's it. And Michael Pittman Jr. has been awesome. 38 catches, 417 yards. He had 13 catches yesterday, uh, one touchdown. Alec Pierce, 18 catches overall. Over the last three weeks, he's had 15 catches and 210 yards. That's really, really good. That's operating at a very high level for a wide receiver over those three games. If he can continue to play like that, the grade for the wide receiver group is going to go up. Paris Campbell, 18 catches, 169 yards. Look, you might think that I'm being a little bit unfair with the offense, but take this to heart. In points, they rank 27th. In yards, they rank 14th. Turnovers, they rank 29th. And in points per drive, they rank 31st. So where the hell do you think they ought to be graded? You think they ought to all get Bs? This in, you know, some high school in Nebraska, for God's sake, where they hand out Bs like, like they hand out, you know, breakfast sandwiches at the beginning of the day. Cups of coffee to teachers. That's not the way this works. Why I chose to attack Nebraska's secondary schools, I don't know, but I did. And I stand by it. You don't hand out. Bs must be earned. B's, you got to earn. C's, you can kind of play into, right? I learned that when I was at college, when I was at Indiana University. The tight ends, I give a B plus. Because here's the deal, and I talked about it yesterday on the call-in show after the game. What I wanted was the tight ends to be really productive and, and wind up with about 90 catches, 1,000 yards receiving, I thought that in the aggregate, that would be the tight ends doing a really, really good job. And I said, they've fallen short there. Let's do the math. They have made, to this point, 32 catches for 368 yards. That converts six games into a 17-game season, into 91 catches for 1,041 yards, and Johnny Woods... And Mo Ali Cox are the only cats on this team with multiple touchdowns. Mo Ali Cox with two, Johnny Woods with three. What are we asking of these men, for God's sake? They're doing exactly what I asked of them, and I crapped on them yesterday. Do the math. Always do the math and let the math drive your uh, decision-making. Now, the defense is a little bit different. I give the defensive front a B+. They've been really good, even Ngakwe. Ngakwe's got to get to the quarterback more often. But this has been a good group. They are projected to get 40 sacks this year, just the defensive linemen. And that's pretty damn good. The linebackers, how about this? Zaire Franklin, if he continues to go get tackles in the number that he's gotten them thus far this season, he is going to break the all-time record for sack or for tackles 
the all-time team record held by Darius Leonard at 160, like in the low 160s. And Zaire Franklin is on pace for 187 tackles. That's a monster year. Bobby Okereke is on pace for 156. These guys are doing great work. And how about EJ Speed yesterday, fourth and one? He strung out that, uh, that option and uh, went and got the running back before he crossed the line of scrimmage, much, much less the first down marker on fourth down. That was pivotal in that game yesterday. The DBs, I give a B-. minus. Uh, I love Stephon Gilmore. He's played his ass off. I love the way Rodney Thomas has played. Played really, really well. But as a group, like Brandon Faison, not so great. Uh, you know, Cross has not been so great. So I'm going to grade this group to a B-. minus. Special teams, you know what, a B for Blankenship. How about that? Despite the fact that McLaughlin, he is 9 of 10 kicking field goals. And uh, then the coaching staff, yesterday I thought they were awesome. I think overall, you know, you can look at this team and say they could be 0-6, but they're 3-2-1. and So you say, all right, coaches haven't been altogether that bad. I would give them a C-plus as a, as a staff. Uh, Colts practice squad moves today. Vincent Smith, wide receiver, and tight end Jalen Weidemeyer. Those guys signed to the practice squad. And then uh, Nakia Griffin-Stewart was released. The Pacers ready for their opener on Wednesday. That's going to be fun against Washington at Gainbridge Fieldhouse, which looks really, really cool. I went to the Pacers gift store, bought a little bit of swag today. Nice. I like doing that. I feel like I'm supporting the Civic team, right? We talked to Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle was salty, especially when questioned about those quarter zips that he and the coaches are wearing. And the reason that he's in favor of them is that his assistant coaches don't have to go out and waste a bunch of money buying brand new suits. I get it. Good for him. Uh, Robbie Anderson gone to the Cardinals. Carolina uh, head coach Steve Wilkes in his first year or first week as the interim coach. Uh, told Anderson to get bent, get out, because Anderson was yelling at wide receiver coach Joe Daly. You don't do it. You, you, look, problem children can go play elsewhere. So today, they not only kicked him off the field, they kicked him to Glendale, Arizona. Off he goes. And the Titans are going to build a dome stadium that is scheduled to cost $2.2 billion. The Titans are going to contribute $800 million to that project. Uh, the Colts are going to want upgrades to Lucas Oil Stadium in the not-too-distant future. It's usually 20 years before a team kind of comes knocking at the door and says, hey, how about a little something? You know, we've been here for a while. Uh, the Pacers did it. I think that the Colts are going to do the same thing. 20 years will come in 2028. So we're going to start to hear kind of some yipping and yapping about how Lucas Oil Stadium's got to be upgraded. We'll see what they do. In terms of that, um, but I think the Colts got it, and Indianapolis specifically got a hell of a deal. Now, Jim Irsay only contributed $100 million to the construction of that facility, but it's also an extension of the convention center. It is a multi-use stadium. That thing is in use about 220 to 250 days a year and only 10 to 12 for the Colts. So that is a civic property and Indianapolis gets great use out of it. It cost a total of two or $720 million, which is roughly one-third 
what this new palace in Nashville is going to cost and roughly one-eighth of what SoFi Stadium out in Los Angeles or Englewood cost. So, good deal for Indianapolis, good deal for the Colts. It was a win-win. It was executed at the right time. That Super Bowl paid for the damn stadium. So, what are you going to do? Breakfast with Kent tomorrow morning. I cannot wait to talk to you then. We will not be outside, but we will be a little bit later tomorrow. We go right at 9 o'clock. Weird week. I grant it. We'll have videos periodically from the Indiana Pacers and my being at practice, gathering information and insight about the Pacers. We're not just Colts. We're mostly Colts.